Good morning. It's Wednesday, February 22nd. There's a lot of twos. Two, February, 22 for the day, and 23 for uh, the year. Two, 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 two. And I said that one year ago. Uh, I listened to a portion of my podcast. I'm going to try and keep this to a half hour, but I got a ton to talk about. Um, but one year ago, and I was just going over this on, on, on YouTube Live, but Fang, uh, which is Diamondback Energy, I brought up Fang one year ago on February 22nd. And I said, you know, on earnings, Fang is probably a pretty good buy in February 22. Um, and if we go back there, I, th- it was, I just looked at it, it was trading at 127. Uh, you're selling today at 134. So while you've had a big upturn, and you've had big downturn, a couple of them in this range. Uh, you'd have about a 7 or 8% gain, but you would also have a significant dividend history. And so when you look at the dividend history, you'd get about 9 bucks in dividend on a $120 stock. So it's about a 10% gain, you know, over 10% gain altogether. Now, what I want to point out by going back one year and looking at that is not only have you missed out on some of the big ups and downs, um, but what you have to factor in is your income tax. And it's the highest because we're a marginal taxed state. Now, this doesn't go for some of our international listeners. Uh, I know we've got New Zealand. I know we've got um, uh, Sweden. I know we've got Switzerland. I know we've got a bunch, a couple in Japan and, and Vietnam and, and even Australia. Um, but here in the U.S., we are a marginal tax rate. So essentially, say you get to the 22 to 25% tax rate in your marginal. Well, because this is stock trading, you're going to pay the highest marginal rate because it's short term. If you waited that year, You'd get one, uh, 10%. Um, you, you say your gains 10%. You'd only pay 15% on that, that gain. Uh, now, your dividends would be taxed at your marginal tax rate, but they're taxed a little bit differently. So my, my goal of this podcast is to show you, you don't have to trade in these things. Um, it, specifically with energy, I think you get a big dividend on energy. Uh, it will hold its price typically. Just because the price of gas isn't going back down to $20, might go to $50. But I have a couple of energy plays in today's thing too. Um, so I wanted to bring that up. Let's look at SPY. We lost confirmation on SPY. Um, you lost the 4000 mark. You're trading up at $399.73 on SPY. Um, the MACD is crossing down. The RSI is at 36 I think you still have room to go down because look, you're still over that 200 day. That's a four hour chart. If we look at the daily, the 200 day is at 392. That is the point where it gets a little concerning if we break that 392. If we take this volume level back here, uh, I'm reading um, some chart people that are significantly smarter than I am are saying 383, 384 on SPY would be a concerning level. Uh, to maybe bring us down to these uh, October lows of 360 if we pass those those kind of levels. So be aware of that. Um, you can use your SPXU if you want to do that. Uh, with the triple Qs, same kind of thing. You're trading well above your 200-day. We'll go to the daily to try and look at this. The algorithm got you out, but your 200-day is at 290. You're at 294. Um, your 50-day is at 284. And it really likes that 50-day. 
That 50 day is where this one has been comfortable. You haven't been able to maintain on a daily basis uh, a significant level over the 200 days since 2021. You've gotten rejected quite a few times when you got close to it. We finally broke into it. You can see one, two, three rejections right there when you got close to it. And you're seeing we finally broke through it. We got up to that, that 315 level, and this is on the, the, the triple Qs, and then we just kind of failed. And that 50-day continuing to move towards that 200-day, I would say you're in a trading range between 285 and 290 if you wanted to buy, buy the triple Qs. If you want to buy TQQQ, wait until it gets into that range. That would be where I would say buy your TQQQ. Um, and you can see we're, we're looking at 22% <laughs> down to this. But you're covering, you've covered these gaps. There's no gaps that are uncovered. There's nothing technically that would tell me, hey, uh, we're going to see a huge downturn. I think today, specifically, yesterday was about Home Depot. I think today it's about NVIDIA and NVIDIA's earnings. And if we look at NVIDIA's chart, <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, it's got the button hook. Uh, it got you out with a 40% gain. 40% gain. The buy-in was January 4th at 147 and you sold out at about 200. You're up about 1% at 208 in the pre-market right now. This is part of our uh, core portfolio. So I'd say start adding to your position. I wouldn't play this into earnings because I do think you come down closer. It's going to be about the guidance. And if they mention AI and they mention some type of uh, improvement on their current chips, you're going to see this one even fly. Uh, I don't care that it's up 40% um, from the January lows. I think you'll see this one fly. If we, if we start to see that, you've covered this gap. Um, if I move this back, I think there was another gap. But let me move to the daily. Um, but yeah, there, I mean, 400 back in 2021. Uh, you do have a gap. This one hasn't been covered from 235 to 240. Um, this one was covered that's from 222 to 230, and you've got a gap here, but that one was covered already. So I, I would say that you probably have an upward gap that could be filled. Your downward gaps have already been filled. I just think that this 200-day is going to be too strong, and it's probably going to be down towards 180. But the guidance for the market is going to be NVIDIA today. That's going to be what it is. There are three consumer uh, stocks that are reporting today that are fairly important based on uh, Home Depot's guidance yesterday. The first is TJ Maxx. This one has been an absolute monster since the October lows. The October low got you in at 63. You're at uh, 80. You're out of it right now, but you, they, they reported an early morning 89 cents per share. So uh, right in line. They are down 1% in pre-market probably on weak guidance. Uh, another one that reports after the bell today from the consumer is eBay. Uh, eBay reports after the bell. This one has you out after a 16% gain, but you can see it went all the way up to 52 uh, from 41. Um, you don't have any gaps that necessarily need to be filled on this one. Um, you've got the 200-day trading at 43. This one is expensive. Um, the PE, this is one of those high flyers. They're not making money. Their forward PE is 11, uh, 1130. 
They have a 1.84% dividend year to date. They're up 15%. You're right in the middle of your range between 35 and 60. So it'll be interesting to see. That's a big one. Uh, Etsy is the other one. This was a pandemic favorite where you could put up a shop and, and basically sell anything. Uh, it got you out on February 10th with a 10% gain where you bought back here in January. This one has regularly been trading above the 200-day. It hasn't been a horrible stock. Um, but it'll be interesting because the MACD is significantly down. The RSI is at 36. This could be your popper for today. Etsy's an interesting one. So, uh, But from a spy standpoint, from a um, QQQ standpoint, I still think you're in a downward trend. I think today is going to be up just because you were so far down yesterday. And for health purposes, it just needs to go up. Uh, I'm seeing some, uh, some chatter about um, tankers. And uh, Rig is one that we talked about uh, that myself and uh, uh, Farmer Jim like. Uh, and he said, wait for a pullback. That was the right guidance. Uh, we saw their earnings. They lost 49 cents per share. The MACD is just tanking down. Um, the RSI is at 41. This one is down 6% in pre-market. It is down to six, uh, $6.37. My guess is that you get down to the $4 again on this one. They have pricing power. These guys are, are basically um, uh, transporting uh, oil across the oceans. So rig is a good one. EGLE is another one. Um, this one, Eagle Bulk Shipping. Uh, this one, they have earnings coming up on do, 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 March 2nd. Uh, it, again, is trading well above the 200-day. I would probably feel more comfortable at this at a $50 price point on this one. Uh, but we've traded that one in the past. Uh, GOGL, uh, Golden Ocean Group, I've traded this one actually, I think, at this time last year. You're just getting out of a 10% gain. Uh, this one is up 1% in pre-market to $9.84. Their ex-dividend date is February 27th. Um, let's see what their dividend was because last year their dividend was like a $10 dividend, 8.291%. Um, you can read about their earnings, all of that stuff on Finviz. September 26th was the last um, coverage from Jefferies. They downgrade them from a $14 to a $10 price target. Um, we don't have any insider transactions, so you can read up about this. The, the 52 week range is between $7 and $16 year to date. You're up 12%, but you can get a nice dividend here, uh, coming out on February 27th. Um, Zim is one that I think people said stay away from, to be honest. Um, the, the algorithm has you in it at 1835. It's trading at 2197 right now. Their earnings are coming up March 10th. It's kind of just hovering around that 200-day. The 50-day is moving up on this one. Uh, I wouldn't touch it until we have a little bit more clarity, uh, but you can do your research on, on Finviz on this one. We've traded this one too. And the other one, SBLK, um, this is one you just basically buy and hold for the dividend. Um, they announced their earnings. It got you out with a 7% gain from $20 all the way up to $22. It is trading at $22.20. Their uh, dividend is coming up February 27th, and SBLK, I think it's got like a 12% dividend, 21.79. So read up about their, uh, their dividend, quarterly dividend of 60 cents per share. Um, so you'll get 60 cents on a $22 stock. Not a horrible return. 
again, for just holding, if you want to hold it just for a couple of days, you can do that. Um, but I, I, you know, again, you, you, you're kind of taking the chance. Remember it's taken out of the stock. So you have to sell the stock for a gain, um, of more than what the dividend is. Um, so just remember that, um, DocuSign, DocuSign yesterday got absolutely killed. Um, this might be an opportunity. Essentially, UBS downgraded them. If we go over here, um, you can read to Finviz. You can read more about the UBS downgrade. Um, do, 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 do. UBS declares quarterly coupon payments on exchange trade notes. Blah, blah, blah. Well, uh, wait, we want Docu, not UBS, Docu. <clears throat> Docu is not making money. They're forward. It was downgrade yesterday. Neutral to sell with a $52 price target. They're trading at 59 so they put a $52 price target on it. Remember, this; these guys are going through some pretty heavy changes um, as far as cost and um, uh, uh, kind of cost structure. So they're still adjusting. You do have this gap up here to 87. And I think in a healthy environment with this stock, you get to that 87. You're starting to see the 200-day move positive after this golden cross. I would say if you get down to the 55 level, I think that's a great price for this one. Uh, the average target price is 63. Um, it just ran into a wall. I, I do think that the new CEO is going to get... The, this is not a demand problem. This is 100% a cost problem. So, um, you know, again, it's easier to deal with a cost problem than it is a demand problem. Uh, Josh... From the final trade yesterday, Josh Brown, he said Nextera Energy, N-E-E, um, was a good one to buy. The algorithm has you out, but you do have this gap up here between 81 and 83. Now, you don't have confirmation right now, but I like the fact that it's crossing down uh, and the, the RSI is at 38. Their ex-dividend date is on February 27th, and that is this week, N-E-E, Nextera Energy, 2% dividend. Maybe not a bad play on this one. Uh, again, gun to my head. The algorithm makes you 27% versus a 1.73% on the asset. Your average win is 7.29%. Um, we did get a, a win on this one October 21st buy-in, and it got you out with a 15% gain. The last couple have been losses. Um, it does have you in here at 74.33. I wouldn't buy in because I do think that it will probably get you out pretty quickly here. Uh, but if you wanted to buy in for the dividend, you could do that as well. Um, so there was a covered call strategy that I put in our, our fa private Facebook group. Uh, if you want to join the Facebook group, it's in the link tree down below. You can do that. Um, and I put it in. There were a couple of, uh, do, 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 oh, I have to, I have to uh, boot some people from this group, it looks like. Um, Let's put this. Yeah. Ignore Kofi's telegram. I will boot him out of there. Um, my apologies for that one, but we will go to the group. Um, yeah, we have the membership question. Sorry about this. Um, I posted last night. Kofi posted a bunch. Oh, I got to delete him. Um, turn off. Come. Turn off. Oh, we got to delete him. Hold on. I'm going to pause this. Okay, I'm back. I deleted Kofi from the private Facebook group. 
Facebook group. Uh, I do kind of protect it a little bit, but if you want to uh, join the Facebook group, it is on the link tree. Just go to the Facebook logo that is under the picture. Three times your covered call income is a covered call strategy. Essentially what they did, um, and, and I'll go over kind of the, the, uh, the, the just justification of it. They bought Exxon and they call, basically bought some uh, out-of-date calls and they, they said, okay, if the stock is um, above this price, then we will have to sell the stock. And it, they did this over a, two years, I think, or one year or six months. They basically tripled their, uh, their actual income based on just the premiums on the covered call. If you want, go and watch that video. It is an interesting one to go and watch. Uh, another one that I posted was this MACD strategy on TradingView. Um, and then I posted this older investor. There were five uh, ETFs that they posted. So if you want, go and look at those, uh, those things. But I wanted to bring up a good covered, um, essentially, uh, strategy for this kind of market where you're seeing. And it was a strategy that was brought up to me last week. And it's an interesting one. So for Google, for instance, say you want to buy Google at, um, uh, you know, 75, but it's trading at 91 right now. Uh, you could buy a, um, a put that is outdated to March, to April, to, uh, you know, even to June and say, um, yeah, let's buy a put for 75. Uh, the worst case scenario is that you're forced to buy Google at 75 which you probably don't mind. In the meantime, you're collecting the premium for that. It's a strategies play. I don't have um, uh, history with, with uh, options uh, on the strategies. Um, so if other people do, it's a strategy that was presented to me. It makes sense. I may try it with a company like Google, with a company like Amazon, with a company like Apple. I will tell you, do not use margin to do this. Uh, it was brought up to me, I think, by Brandon yesterday. Uh, it makes sense for people like me who have capital on the sidelines, who say, you know what? Maybe that capital I could bring in some, uh, you know, put, I want to allocate $10,000 to Google. Well, I'm just going to buy a ton of puts um, that are long dated, that are out there. I don't necessarily want to buy the stock right now because I think that we're in a downward trending market and it's downward. You could have bought it here at 100 and said, hey, I'm going to buy this at 86 dated towards March. We might get to that 86 in March and you may be forced to buy the stock, but you know what? You don't mind it. And in the meantime, you're collecting the premium on that one. So it's an interesting strategy. Uh, I figured I'd bring it up. I will let you know in the private Facebook group, on Twitter, uh, on Instagram, if I decide to do this. But I thought it was an interesting strategy along with going over the covered call strategy yesterday uh, with Exxon. Um, but I wanted to bring that up because I thought it was important. Uh, one that beat yesterday, Toll Brothers. And this is one that <laughs> they, kind, they said yesterday, uh, it is up 3% in pre, pre-market to 57.60. It closed at... Um, looks like about 55. You're going to have a gap here. Um, but I wanted to bring this up because they made mention 
that they are seeing uh, less and less inventory sitting on the sidelines. And so the real estate market might be a good one to invest in for a turnaround. You're seeing this DRN. Uh, it got us out on February 10th with a 20% gain. This is a triple levered bull real estate. Um, now, DRV is the opposite. DRV, it got us in at $40.20 here on February 3rd. You're at $45.45. You've made 10% already. Um, you still have room to go to cover this gap up here. Um, it's kind of semi-covered, but $49. But Toll, with Toll, Toll Brothers reporting pretty strong earnings, um, they gave great guidance, and they said de demand is just higher than normal. So I uh, thought that was interesting. Myself and the weekly stock picks, uh, we were talking yesterday, weekly stock, which is Boeing, we were talking yesterday. Just healthcare seems like a good place right now uh, to hang out on. I was looking at UNH. UNH is kind of finding this range between 480 and 500. Um, it's not really breaking out. Uh, it's gone from 485 here, which is where my purchase price is. That's about my average purchase price. Every time it dips below that, I kind of add more. Um, uh, I, I maintain that 500 is your, uh, your kind of level here. The 200-day is moving negative. The 50-day has started flatten out. The 50-day was moving absolutely negative. With the most recent move in the stock market, I think your healthcare is going to come back. So UNH is one. Uh, Eli Lilly is one that's been beaten down uh, of recent. You can see that death cross right there of the 50-day moving under the 200. You still don't have confirmation on this one. I wouldn't get into this one. I think you've got this gap down here between 313 and 316. When they uh, announced earnings way back here, uh, and it was a great earnings quarter, $1.98 per share, uh, and then you saw the dividend taken out. But I, I continued to say, I just think it's run up too much. I think when this gap gets covered, but I think this is one that you absolutely could get into if you wanted to healthcare play. Now, there was also... Uh, a, ET, um, uh, a YouTube video that I watched last night that did a comparison of XLV, which is interesting. This is your healthcare sector spider. Uh, you're out of it right now. The last few have been uh, downward. You're about to get the death cross. Doesn't mean a lot. It just means that it's a buying opportunity for me because healthcare is one. If we go into a recession, you're going to see this one pick back up because people will be running for safety and healthcare is safety. So XLV is one. If you do a comparison, if we go to CNBC, and I'll do this afterwards, but if we go to CNBC.com or any of those um, uh, websites where you can compare, do a 5, 10, 20-year comparison, XLV versus the S&P, the SPY. Just do it. You'll, you'll see. It's an interesting, interesting chart where XLV actually outperforms SPY significantly uh, over a 20-year period, and that's in a bull market. So, um, you know, some other healthcare plays, Merck. Uh, Merck is just a little too expensive for my taste. I'd like it, you know, when it pulled down here towards the 102 and it got us in at 104, um, got us right out, but it got you right back in at 105. I do think that you're probably seeing the 111s in this one. At some point in time, you're at 109 right now. It's just a little too expensive. Cigna is another managed healthcare company. And I was saying um, that Cigna... Uh, CI is the symbol. Um, Cigna, uh, it, they have better control of their costs than United Healthcare, and I might move to that one. 
Um, again, it's been beaten down. Their, their earnings have already come in. March 7th is their uh, ex-dividend date. You can look at that on Finviz. And the other one is Humana. And I think James brought up Humana. Uh, I haven't looked at this one, but they do have this gap down here at 459. They're trading at 504. Um, but again, if we're going into a recession, healthcare is where people are going to go. So I think you've got UNH, Lilly, uh, you've got Merck, you've got Cigna, and you've got Humana. Um, I wanted to bring up two, UVIXI, which has started to move. The VIX right now is uh, at 22.89, so almost 23. You saw a big move, and we had a cross-up yesterday in UVIXI, $5.24. We brought it up yesterday uh, that this one crossed up. You're at $5.65. In pre-market, you're trading at $5.65. So it, it's, it, oh, I'm sorry, market's actually open. Uh, you do have this gap up here at nine. I just don't expect that one to get filled. But I do think realistically that five here, uh, if you don't get a reverse split, if we continue to see volatility and we continue to see things moving down, I think Uvixi is one that you want to take uh, and, and take a look at. Uh, Devin, um, who is it? Uh, Guy, I always want to call him Guy Fieri, but Guy, Guy last night brought up, he thinks we put in a bottom in, in, in Devon. And again, I say under 60, buy it all day long. Your dividend, ex-dividend date is coming up on March 14th. This is a 9% dividend. Your RSI right now is at 30. Uh, if we look at a long-term chart on this one, uh, I don't know that you necessarily put, have put in a bottom, but I am way more comfortable buying this at 52 than I am at 76. And you can see that double top right there at 76. We're, that's probably your top. Uh, so if you want to get into the energy space, it's a 9% dividend S&P uh, fund. They have a cost problem. They don't have a demand problem. I like Devin. I like it. Uh, CTRA, which is Coterra Energy. Ryan from YouTube asked me to look into this one. Uh, heading into their earnings. I think they, they do post-market today. Um, this is an interesting one. Yeah, it's post-market today. Uh, the algorithm has you out. Uh, it does have some gaps above, but the gaps are way above. Um, I don't know CTRA. Let me look at Finviz for this one, CTRA, um, because Finviz is going to tell me. So they have a decent PE of four for an energy company. It's cr not crazy. Their dividend is about 10%. Um, they're down 6% year to date. February 6th, Raymond James put them from, downgraded them from an outperform to a market perform. Uh, equal weight January 25th with a $28 price target. They're trading at 23. Um, the average target price is 30 on this one. Um, Zach's why it might uh, surprise. Uh, Will Cabot, CTRA, um, beat estimates again, blah, blah, blah. You can read up a little bit about this. Let's see if there's insiders. Insiders, the last insider sale was $27.64 from a director. Um, there was a sale at 35. You can see. They're selling at this price, but they're buying, and this was March 1st of last year and February 28th of last year. Um, the CEO was buying at 24.12 and 23.17. It's about where you're at right now. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, let's see with their dividend history because that, that is a big dividend. Um, Coterra Industry, Coterra. Um, their dividend, their last dividend was 53 cents, which is pretty good. Um, and they have some pretty extensive dividends, it looks like. 
So for a $23 stock, I don't know that it's a crazy to think about, hey, you know, energy has moved down. This particular one may have some problems that I don't know about. From a, from a chart perspective, the algorithm has you out. If you were day trading this prior to earnings, we'll run the 65-minute algorithm on this one. Uh, I still don't think that it has you in, but let's give it a shot. Let's give it the old, uh, old heave-ho on this one. Uh, yeah, you're out. You're starting to put in a button hook. Uh, your RSI is down at 30 on this one. Your MACD might cross up today uh, within the next couple of candles. Might be worth an opportunity. This one over 7,000 candles loses you 37% on the algorithm, though, on this 65-minute algorithm. Uh, let's look at 1,000 candles for this one, see if it performs any better. Now, nah, this strategy is just not a good strategy. Your average win is only 1.82% just seems like it trades in a tight, tight range, uh, but it is significantly down off its 200 day. 2325 is where it's trading at. It's 200 days at 2471. So Ryan, I don't know that it's worth the gamble, but if you know some insider stuff on this one, I would say, yeah, go at it. Uh, I think there's another earnings one that I think might pop. Um, but again, it, 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 it's a kind of a risky play because the algorithm has you out on this one. Uh, no algorithm has you in, but the MACD on the 65-minute is about to cross up. Now, this one, uh, it's PXD. And this one is one that I absolutely love because the dividends, you know, 11 12%. Um, the MACD is crossing up on the 65-minute algorithm. The, uh, there is a gap here between 214 and 216 that probably needs to be filled uh, on the way back up if they have a good earnings report. Now, that's what's been hurting energy companies is they've been a little bit kind of hesitant to say, hey, we're blowing things out of the water. Uh, we're going to make a ton of money because they just don't want to, you know, poke the bear. Uh, but PXD is one that I think on earnings today you could look at. Um, there were five, again, on, on, uh, on the Facebook group, five dividends that uh, old people should get into. Uh, that video is great. The, the, uh, the symbols are SCHD, which had a loss last year of 3.52%, but with the dividend, it was about even. Um, VOO uh, had a 1.64% yield. It beat the SPY, uh, or uh, I'm sorry, it, it met the SPY last year. So it was, you know, same S&P, it just tracks the S&P. Um, VYM, which is the uh, high dividend yield, for Vanguard, 3% yield, 2022, it was actually up 1% uh, versus the S&P, which was down. DIVO, which is a covered call ETF, yields monthly 4.77%. In 2022, it was actually up 2.28 versus the S&P, which was down. And JEPI, which is another e uh, JP Morgan ETF, which yields 11.57%. Uh, it's paid monthly. Uh, it was down 9.37% in 2022, but you got that 11.57% uh, dividend yield for the entire, entire year. So interesting one. Uh, there are uh, 17 stocks that Dom, the, the dominator, uh, I think is his thing. I, I retweeted it. Um, let me look at my profile. It is 27 or seven, I'm sorry, 17 stocks that um, are, and did I just like it? I didn't retweet. I just liked it. So let me go to my, my, my likes. 
Um, and I've got to go to a bunch because I just liked a bunch of Sam Altman <laughs> just to try and get him in my uh, algorithm. Um, Charlie Reuters. Let's just go to the Dominator. Um, chew. Uh, let's see. Dominic Chu. There it is. And I pulled this directly from him. But uh, 17 uh, stocks within the S&P 500 that are trading 25% above their 200-day SMA. That is crazy. And these stocks are win. We can look at win on the algorithm here. Um, let's go back to TrendSpider. Do, 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 do. So let's go look at win. Uh, W-Y-N-N is the symbol. Uh, oh, I keep, I can't type. W-Y-N-N is the symbol. It, again, it's 25% above its 200-day. What makes you think it's not coming back down to that 200-day? Uh, Royal Caribbean, RCL, the famous one for just having a ton of debt. Royal Caribbean, its 200-day is at 56 on the four-hour. You're trading at 72. United Rentals. Uh, Steel Dynamics, Las Vegas Sands, Netflix, which I've been wanting to get into <laughs> and I haven't been able to because I just think that it's too high above its 200-day. The 200-day is at $300. You can see that MACD has been sliding. That stock price has not followed. It just got you out with a 20% gain. I love this stock. I love the company. Um, I really like the product that they're putting out there. Boeing, which is the weekly stock. Um, this week. Uh, that is one that is well above its 200-day. Uh, the 50-day, the it's just hanging on to that 50-day, but this is one that's just a little bit over. And you can look at these and say, okay, and I'm, I'll post them. I, I like them, but just go and look at Dominic's Choose one. It's interesting to look from. Uh, we went over a FANG that was a year ago, uh, one that is in our core portfolio that announced earnings today or yesterday was Pan W. This one was up about 20%. It's only up about 11% now. It's at 186. Uh, they announced $1.05 uh, earnings. And if you go in here and look, uh, they're still not making money, but their forward PE is 41. Uh, performance year to date, they're up 33%. Their 52-week high is $213. Uh, Goldman put them at a buy with a $205 price point. So you can read up more about it. Let's see if there's any insider transactions here. Um, their sale, 167, looks like February 8th. Uh, they're regretting their sale. The, the chief technology or, or officer sold $12 million worth at 167. $12 million, and you're at 190 right now. That chief technology officer obviously needed to buy a house uh, over in the south of France. It's more than just a pool, $12 million worth. Um, you can see the chief technology. Oh, wow. He's, he sold somewhere. There's five, 17. Um, looks like he sold almost about $20 million worth. Director, December. Uh, this person sold $16 million worth of shares. Um, uh, and, well, I'm sorry. 16 plus 7 is $23 million worth of shares. Uh, another person sold $2 million, another person sold $3 million. So there are some big sales going on around one sixty here. What's interesting is, look at these sales uh, back here in September. 
where it was trading at five hundred and thirty dollars. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, but a lot of people taking their profits and running on this one. I am a believer in this one. I think it's another two hundred dollar stock at some point in time during this year. Uh, so I like that one. Uh, Cleveland Cliffs I talked about. Cleveland Cliffs is over twenty dollars. I said buy it under twenty dollars at twenty dollars and six cents. Put in your buy just under twenty. Put it in at like nineteen fifty or something. Um, that looks like it, the gap that hasn't been covered here, 1937 to 1950. Just buy it. Uh, Rio Tinto, which we kind of went over, they had earnings and they announced that they expect commodity prices to continue to rise. Uh, they had an earnings of $8.20. This was one that we went over in September uh, in October, around 50. You're trading at 73 right now. But I do think that that's one you could buy into. We had just a couple of cross-ups. Uh, TRV, which is Traveler's Insurance, um, this one's been putting in just kind of between 180 and probably about 190. Not big moves. Their uh, ex-dividend date is coming up on March 9th. Nothing real big on this one. It crossed up. 185 is the price point. You're trading at 184.82. I don't, you know, if you want to get into Traveler's, get into it. I don't think it's a great price for it, uh, but it did cross up. MDT. Uh, medical Medtronic, medical device technology, MDT. That's the symbol. Eighty-five forty-nine after their earnings. Their earnings were right in line, a dollar thirty. Nothing super exciting. Uh, you're getting out of a seven percent gain on this one. The two hundred day is at eighty-one. Eighty-five forty-nine is trading at eighty-six seventeen. Uh, you got a couple of gaps up above. Nothing crazy, but up here at one hundred one. That was, you know, during a time, 2022, when we were still kind of into COVID. These guys, I think they make uh, ventilators, um, the, one of the big ventilator makers. So as long as we still have COVID around, this one might perform fairly well. Just not crazy about it. Uh, okay, I'm going to keep it 37 minutes because I like a half hour instead of an hour. If you have any questions, hit me up. Uh, the link tree is down below. The private Facebook group is uh, available to you. Just go to the link tree. Um, if we just go to link tree, uh, the, the description down below, you'll see the link tree and, uh, the Facebook logo is there. The Instagram logo is there. The Twitter logo is there. Join me anywhere you want. Uh, message me. I'll, I'll go over any stock that you want me to. Um, and again, you know, look at those strategies. If you have any questions on the strategies or anything like that, or you have a strategy that you want to share, feel free. I mean, that's what the whole group is about, is about learning. I'm learning just as much as you guys. Again, I have never traded options and those covered call strategies and buying the puts uh, kind of makes sense to me. And I might try and uh, try and look into it. I'm also, by the way, trading a $1,000 portfolio on Webull. Uh, and I started out the year at $1,000. Let's see where we're at right now. We're at 1,098. So I've been hovering around that $1,100 mark uh, for quite a while. Uh, some of the holdings, Apple, Procter & Gamble, Kraft Heinz, uh, Boeing, Caterpillar. Uh, I currently have some SQQQ that I bought in there. So uh, I'm losing on that a little bit today, but I made some money yesterday on that one. Uh, looks like I'm still holding. I thought I got out of it, but I guess not. I guess my price didn't get hit. So if you have any questions, hit me up. If you did make it this far, just go to YouTube and hit subscribe button. I mean, come on. Do, do your boy a favor. Uh, hit the subscribe button. If you're on YouTube, make sure to hit the, uh, the like button. 
Um, and again, if you made it this far, go and rate it. Hit that five stars up on Spotify. Okay, thanks guys. Take care. I'll see you tomorrow.